G'day one, g'day all, welcome to another production of Strange Days Broadcast, where we um, are going to um, introduce our old mate, Uncle Max Egan. Yes, yes, that's what we're going to do, that is what we're going to do. The most evil state in the history of the world. This video of Secretary Blinken spreading atrocity propaganda to the U.S. Senate. A family of four, a young boy and girl, six and eight years old, and their parents around the breakfast table. The father, his eye gouged out in front of his kids. The mother's breast cut off. The girl's foot amputated. The boy's fingers cut off before they were executed. And then their executioner sat down and had a meal. That's what this society is dealing with. Secretary Blinken wants you to believe that this actually happened. But the entire story is a lie. It has been thoroughly debunked. Most, if not all, of the atrocity stories coming out are bogus lies. We've seen them get debunked over and over. So it begs the question, where are these lies coming from? Who is behind them? And why do high-level U.S. officials keep repeating them? Well, the answer is likely going to disgust you. You see, there is a sort of race to the bottom taking place right now between competing Israeli disaster relief groups. It's a competition to see who can tell the most disturbing story. Oh, you saw beheaded babies? Well, I saw babies being baked in ovens. Oh, that's nothing. I saw a pregnant mother get raped, baked, then raped again, chopped into pieces, then sold on the black market to the Hezbollah faction of the Mexican cartel. It's all highly unusual. But the lies actually start to make sense when you learn who's behind them. You see, these stories are coming from disaster relief groups that are fighting for media attention and charitable donations. These groups are in the business of raising money. And right now, atrocity fundraising is a gold rush. Very wealthy and very emotional Jewish Westerners are opening up their wallets to organizations and charities. And these organizations are jockeying for position as the best charity to give money to. And nothing raises money like a good story. For example, Eli Beer, the president of United Hadzalah, went on a media tour around the United States, telling audiences that babies were placed in ovens and baked to death. A little baby in an oven. They put him in these bastards, put these babies in an oven and put on the oven. We found the kid a few hours later. This propelled him and his organization to the forefront of the media for several days, earning tons of awareness for his organization's work. He was able to leverage this media attention into several fundraisers where he managed to collect a whopping $50 million from shocked and appalled donors. But of course, the entire story was a lie. Israeli reporter Ishe Cohen investigated and determined that the story wasn't true. Another Israeli journalist, Chaim Lenin, had this to say about Eli Beer and the bullshit oven story. Like any good Jew who sees the rich, he thought about the money and told a story that does not exist. But this lie not only raised a ton of money for Eli Beer, it did considerable damage to the ceasefire movement and cost thousands of Palestinian children their lives because Zionist influencers 
took this bullshit story and ran wild with it. Caroline Glick tweeted, They baked a Jewish baby alive in an oven. They murdered his father. They gang-raped his mother over and over and laughed all along while they baked her baby alive in the oven. The Palestinians support Hamas. They love Hamas. No resupply. No concessions. No and John Pateritz, in a tweet that gained 10 million views, said, They baked a baby in an oven. He repeats it three times. And then he goes on to say, Say ceasefire one more time. You f***ing baby murdering loving ghouls. This manufactured story manufactured outrage and provided the media and the politicians with the social space needed to get behind Israel's genocidal war. Gaza. United Hatzalah did eventually concede that the story was not true, blaming it on a volunteer who thought he saw such a case, but not before raising their money and not before causing damage. Hey, I get it. It happens. Your imagination can play tricks on you. Sometimes you open an oven and you see meatloaf. Sometimes you see babies. It depends on the state of mind you're in. Unfortunately, these people seem to not only be in a victim state of mind, but also a money-hungry state of mind. Because they are imagining a lot of bullshit right now. And they're using it to raise money. And United Hatzalah isn't alone in doing this. They have a competitor in the disaster relief space called Zaka. And this group, Zaka, is responsible for some of the most obscene atrocity imaginations. These people lied about beheaded babies. They lied about mass rape. They even lied about a fetus being cut out of its mother. And just like United Hatzalah, Zaka is hungry for money right now. Their head of operations, Yossi Landau, has also gone around telling media and donors all sorts of atrocity propaganda lies. Father and mother, hands tied in the back. And on the other side, there's two children, a boy and a girl hands tied in the back and they were torched you can see they were torched parents should see how the children are being torched and the children should see how parents are be, being torched and in the middle there's a full table of food with those terrorists were sitting and eating while torching them sound familiar this is the same story tony blinken told the united states senate and then their executioners sat down and had a meal the problem is that it's a complete lie according to max blumenthal from the gray zone despite the presence of multiple potential witnesses independent testimony corroborating landau's claim has yet to surface he goes on to point out that there were also no children that match the age described by Yossi Landau in Kibbutz Vieri. There are no recorded deaths of siblings around the age of 6 to 8 in Vieri on October 7. Any record of a young child killed is non-existent. So it's clear then that the story is a complete fabrication. So why did Tony Blinken share it with the United States Senate? Well, it's for the same reason they have been sharing all of their atrocity propaganda lies to provide space and cover for the Israelis to commit war crimes in Gaza. These lies are meant to distract you from what's happening. And now, Zionists are trying to convince the world that mass rape took place. This woman is leading the so-called investigation into Hamas rape, but the investigation is off to a bad start. During a presentation, she shared a picture of a dead female Kurdish fighter from another time in another place and tried to present it 
as evidence of a raped victim from the Nova Music Festival. Another image shows the body of a young woman stripped from the waist down, her underwear were torn, hung on one leg, and she was photographed uh, on the site at the Nova Music Festival. And it gets worse. So far, not a single first-hand testimony or video proving allegations of mass rape has been produced. The rape stories are heavily dependent on graphic second-hand claims provided by the liars of Zaka. But it doesn't seem to matter to mainstream media and Western politicians who have been repeating the claims regardless. The UK Sunday Times, for example, quoted a Zaka staffer who said it was clear they were trying to kill, to burn, to rape. Ironically, Zaka, the group pushing the rape claims, was founded by a rapist. Yehuda Meshi Sahav, who founded Zaka, was discovered to be a serial rapist of young people. For decades, he sexually abused boys and girls. And apparently, Yehuda also embezzled millions of dollars from Zaka to fund his own lavish lifestyle. As the investigation to both his rapes and financial corruption escalated, Yehuda decided to do the world a favor and just kill himself. But the corruption didn't die with him. Brad Pierce, an independent scholar who documented Zaka's corruption, described the group as the most opaque and suspicious non-governmental organization I have ever investigated. This is the group behind the mass rape claims. It's no wonder the world has questions. For Zaka, for Landau, for everyone, but like many of the Zionists spreading wild atrocity propaganda stories, Landau seems to think that these claims should be accepted without scrutiny or evidence. According to Landau, those who have questions about his stories should be killed. This person is clearly insane, yet mainstream media and politicians keep repeating his lies. For example, Landau lied about personally seeing children and babies beheaded at Kfar Aza. An Israeli spokesperson then took his fake story and declared, a senior official in the Israeli Coronary Service has confirmed the allegation of beheaded babies. This made its way to CNN, where Sarah Sidner amplified the lie, eventually culminating in the press conference with Joe Biden sharing it with the American people. It's like a sick game of telephone, except the end result isn't just an inaccurate message. It's donation money for Zaka and genocide for Gaza. Of course, both Sarah Sidner and Joe Biden retracted their claims about beheaded babies. There are many atrocity propaganda lies to expose, and one day we will go through them one by one. For now, you should understand that these disaster relief organizations are inventing, spinning, or exaggerating stories in order to raise obscene amounts of money, whether it's online via their website or in person at various events for their corrupt and shady disaster relief organizations. And these lies are unfortunately amplified by Western media and politicians, which of course prolongs the genocidal war of retribution currently taking place in Gaza. If you would like to read more about this in detail, please click the link in either the comment section or the description of this video. I want to make clear that I'm not the one investigating these claims. That important work is being done by the Grey Zone, Electronic Intifada, and Mondeweiss, and many others. Please take it upon yourselves to follow them on Twitter, read their work, and support their work. Remarkable stuff, folks, and 10 points to that guy for his reporting of all that. That really does 
sum up the situation of what happened on October the 7th and where it's all been leading to and what it's really all about, folks. And as I've been saying since the very beginning, what it's about is ethnic cleansing. They are literally destroying all trace of all life in the Gaza Strip. These Israeli terrorists have just been going hard, folks. They really have. And it's a full-blown terror campaign, what they're doing. of civilians from refugee camps and stripping them down to their underwear and leaving them in a field. terrorists when of course they're not these are just civilians and just the fact that they're stripping them naked and leaving them sitting there in a field you imagine sitting out in the sun all day how sunburnt you would be by the end of the day doesn't matter whether it's winter or what the temperature is but the temperature would be pretty high i mean it's the middle east there's never too many cool days in the middle east sometimes but you know not a lot but leaving these guys with no shirts on just in the sun no shelter you have people dying from exposure, just, you know, getting sunstroke. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous, folks. They've been digging mass graves and burying Palestinians in mass graves. They're saying that, yeah, we're doing the right thing. These are all terrorists and rah, rah, rah. Like I said, folks, they're not terrorists. The reports are that all of these bodies have had their organs harvested. And they are wrapped in blue plastic, not in white linen, as they should be. See, I've said to you before, even in death, they want to get the Palestinians even in death. They want to make sure their bodies are not intact by harvesting their organs. They want to make sure they're disconnected from the earth by wrapping them in plastic rather than linen. Everything they can do to destroy 
the soul of the Palestinians. This is what they want to do. And they're psychopaths, folks. Israelis are literally raised to be psychopaths. And they just don't care about life. They don't care about any life, which is not Jewish. I hate the Palestinians. I hate, I, okay. I hate you, but I want, I want all the Arab people. It will happen. Now, right now, in really? Gaza, because Gaza now in the hell. Do you really believe that? Yeah, yeah. with all due respect, I prefer to um just keep the phone lines down for an hour because I really want to publish this and I don't want any distractions. Um, most people are going to be Israel synthesizers. I don't want to hear that shit as well. So I'd just rather keep the show going and rolling, you know what I mean? So, yeah, let's just give it an hour and we'll see where we end up. Yeah, all the people in Gaza did <laughs> what you want. And it's really, really fun. I proud for my people. How many innocent lives in Gaza were killed by Israel? Do you know? I don't care. You don't I care? Don't. No, I don't care. People in Gaza need to die. Is that seriously what you hey. think? Six, 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 six. I am, I am killed two people <clears throat> Palestinian. I don't believe you did that. I am in the army in Israel. Are you actually in the army? Yes. I, okay. I am in the army and I boom, boom, two people. Two Palestinians? Yes. And you're happy about it? Yes, of the course. Room, I want to kill more, 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 more. It's remarkable, folks, how well programmed these people are. They've been taught false history. And you can't tell them. I mean, you can't talk to them. They won't listen. They don't care. Whatever it says in the Israeli history book, that must be true. And they just negate everything else. It's incredible, folks. And still the level of propaganda that we are seeing on Twitter in attempts to support this genocide and garner support for it. People around the world are still arcing up about it. I mean, you know, Israel will never recover from this. Israel's totally revealed itself as a rogue state, as a terrorist state, a genocidal state. And like I said, they're doing everything they can to wipe out the Palestinian people, and they firmly admit that this is what they're doing as well. We are looking for babies, but there is no babies left. What babies? Say that again. Huh? Oh, what a fucking sucker trick. No, maybe I killed a girl, she was 12, but they're looking for a baby. Yeah, how's that, folks? Looking for babies. Oh, I killed a 12-year-old girl, but really I'm looking for babies. Because they want to kill the babies. They love killing children, folks. No, Sholet al-Azza. Hamas hulu ha-oyev. Ella Azza Hoshev Hamas. Lachen Hamas Luho Hauyev. Ella Azza Hauyev. Yeah, sir, I'm not taking call-ins tonight, man, at the moment, because um, 
everyone's pro freaking Israel, pro Israel, all that. Well, I want to be a little bit and freaking show the other side of the whole situation. And it absolutely sickens me that people didn't even think that. So I'm going to show you my side of the story because it is my freaking show. So hold back on the call-ins and just listen. Shala Akel, Maravizotia. Metashtesh, Afilu et Ramata Higoyon Habosisi, Lama, Chiroim is a yellow, in Shokolat by Yelled. And I want to draw this out as long as I can. A lot of people saying, well, if this is genocide, Israel could go in there and just bomb the whole place and wipe them all out in a day. So obviously it's not genocide. They don't understand how it works. Israel wants to prolong the torture as much as they can. It's energetic as much as anything else. They want to terrorize the people, keep them alive as long as they can, and terrorize them as much as they can, get that last little bit of energy from them, keep them dangling on hope, and then take that away from them at the last minute. And as I've said before, people don't understand how things work in these war zones. I've said to you, I mean, talks I was doing back in 2014, I think I did a talk in Copenhagen. Now, I spoke about it as well at an Acapulco, I think, that year. The fact that the first resource in any war is the people. They're not interested in just killing the people. People are a valuable resource. Bodies are a valuable resource. You can harvest all the organs. There's a lot of money in a human body, folks. And in the Middle East, in Arab countries at least, people don't drink. So they're a good source of good organs, functional organs. You notice that Israel also has the largest skin bank in the world. Israel has a skin bank um, where they essentially take skin from people who they've killed, um, as well as anyone else who dies that passes autopsy. But very few come from Israeli. Most of it comes from Palestinians. A lot of it comes from Palestinians that Israeli soldiers kill. All the talks we heard in World War II about how they were kidnapping Jews and using their skin to make lampshades and shit. Israel always reflects its own actions on other people. It projects its own actions on other people. Every accusation you hear from Israel is, in fact, a confession of what they're doing to the Palestinian people. It's brutal, folks. It's absolutely brutal. And, you know, the United States has sent, what, 230 cargo planes full of weapons. It's sent something like 20 ships or something full of weapons to the Middle East. So... Uh, the United States is totally supporting this genocide because 84% of U.S. politicians have dual Israeli citizenship. You might debate that fact. Look it up. It's true. Now, if you want to heal what's going on in the United States, you need to kick all of the dual Israeli citizens out of your government because they're not supporting the United States. They're supporting Israel. And Israel is a rogue state. No question about it, folks. Things are really coming along here in the Secret Garden. Things are starting to look really good. A few floor problems, of course, still, and a bit of stuff like that. But uh, things are looking good. Oh, look out, folks. That could be a Hamas tunnel over there. Better watch out. 
think everything's a Hamas tunnel these days, isn't it? That's their excuse for everything, folks. I mean, literally destroying Gaza, carpet bombing the whole place, turning the whole place into rubble. Because they say they're getting rid of Hamas tunnels. There isn't going to be a building left standing in Gaza when they're finished. And, you know, they're already claiming, no, no, we own the place. Yeah, they're psychopaths, folks. They are full-blown psychopaths. What can I say? It's just the way it is. They've been destroying the water lines as well. They say they're bringing in aid, and Hamas is stealing the aid. Of course, that's not what's happening, folks. They're not even bringing in any aid. Any aid they are bringing in, they're stealing it themselves. Making sure it doesn't get through to the people. There's videos of tanks destroying water lines in Gaza. is happening they've banned all foreign media from the Gaza Strip they've killed 96 journalists in the last game I think it's actually up to 101 journalists they've killed now in Gaza and they're making sure the word doesn't get out to people there's been a complete blackout of communication a complete blackout of everything I mean even people that were able to sneak messages out using old cell phones in the 2G network I believe they've shut that down now as well so it's pretty drastic, folks, what they're doing. You see, Shep, I sit back, I listen to everyone else's perspective, and I shut my mouth. So this is my perspective. And on my show, I don't shut my mouth. And now you will see the different correlation and why I might get a little bit hurt, frustrated, when I hear my friends and brothers out there that talk about the other aspect. But this is my aspect and my perspective, my perception of the whole situation. If you don't like it, you know what you can do. Mm. And they're fully going hard on West Bank now as well. And I told you they were going to do this. Here. This isn't a war against Hamas. This is a war against Palestine. It's ethnic cleansing of the entire state of Palestine, West Bank included. They're saying, oh, we've got to do it because, of course, there's Hamas operatives in West Bank. <laughs> it's unreal, folks. I mean, any excuse they can 
think of to get away with it. And all they do is lie. I mean, lies, 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 and more lies. That's what you hear from Israeli sources, folks. You don't get any truth from these people at all. But they're fully going hard in West Bank, sending troops in, um, brutalising people, arresting people, beating people up, just making it absolutely terrible for the people in West Bank. I don't want open lines, guys. It's not an open line at the moment. Maybe in about an hour, you can have your little pinch and shits and giggles after that. But for now, this is my time. So you can still keep trying to call in. Okay. My perspective. But you just freaking stop it. You're gonna give me fucking some sort of aneurysm. Are you fucking nuts in the head? Go, go, go play a game or something. I'm not hurting. Get out of here. Just, just fuck off. Fuck off. I won't hear about it. Hurting. Who wouldn't fucking be upset about this shit? Uh, sorry, I've got a fucking... I might have fucking something that's not psychopathic. Shit. What do you mean I'm fucking hurting? Get the fuck out of here. Stop fucking calling in, you fucking retard. You have all had your say, it's my fucking say. So shut the fuck up or fucking get the room. Sit here listening to you guys all the fucking time talking about how fucking great Israel is. I'll be going to tell the other side of the story. How's that sound? You don't like it? Fuck off. Percy, get the fuck out of here. fucking thing to say. Well, get me fucking violin out. Well, you can all talk about fucking how happy it is and laugh. Apparently, who was arrested, she was gang-raped by IDF for five days. It's a 13-year-old girl and told, don't tell anybody about her or we'll come back for your nine-year-old sister. Nine-year-old Palestinian girl was raped by the IDF. She was arrested for throwing a rock at them when they came to her village in Janine to read it. This is the West Bank, not Gaza. They arrested her and then they starved her for five days in which they brutally raped her, both vaginally and anally. They, they, they raped her so bad that they ruptured her front to back. And then they dropped her off today at a checkpoint and her father had to rush her to a hospital. And then they told her that if she spoke to the media that they would do this to her nine-year-old sister. I want you to understand that this is not the first Palestinian child that this happened to. And this will continue to happen to more and more Palestinian children. 
And this is not just happening to Palestinian children. This is happening to Palestinian women and men in the West Bank. So not even Gaza. There's no reason for them to be in the West Bank. This was never about hostages. This was never about Hamas. This was about breaking the Palestinian spirit. This was about ethnic cleansing them off their land. This was about extermination. This is the most well-documented occupation. This is the most well-documented genocide in modern history. And not a single media outlet is reporting about this. She was 13 years old. Her name was Leon. She was from Janine in the West Bank. I have like no more words like how can we have how are we desensitized to this like could you imagine her father picking up his 13 year old after she was gang raped yeah this is what the israelis do folks they thrive on it they thrive on it as i said every accusation is a confession all the reports coming out from actual hostages who were released saying how well they were treated. Of course, you get occasionally the programmed Israelis who will come on and tell you stories of absolute brutality with, of course, nothing whatsoever to back it up. But it suits the agenda, so that's what they do. You don't see Israeli sources interviewing any of the people who are saying nice things about their captivity. Now, you only get people who have been paid large amounts of money to say what the government wants them to say. It's horrendous, folks, and it's just ongoing, you know, but it's, I mean, as I've said, I mean, it's ongoing around the world with what they're doing with everything, the jab, people are dropping off from the jab. There was a guy who was saying that, and I think he was like 30 or 33, always 33, folks, who said that uh, people who don't have the jab need to be put into concentration camps. He dropped dead the other day, as you do. And they've been attacking Australia with weather wars as well. I, I pointed out on the last report, they've flooded cans, there's salt water crocs in cans and a lot of stuff. They flooded a lot of the area and had bad storms around where I live as well in southeast Queensland. There's large areas of southeast Queensland that are without electricity. And all this is contrived, folks. All this is deliberate doings of the powers that believe they be in an attempt to distract people and control people more and more because everything they do is about control. The question is, what are we going to do about it? You know, the first step is for us to remember who and what we are, folks. As I've said, the first step is for us to grow up, realise we don't need government, we don't need parents. And all of our governments have invalidated themselves through this whole Gaza situation anyway because they've all revealed themselves to be supporting war crimes and ethnic cleansing and there's no debate that this is ethnic cleansing folks I mean knocking all the houses down to nothing you guys back to bar Actually, Israel was hate having that came in back in the day. That guy's saying he's targeting children, you know, and you're looking for babies. The guy's saying we own Gaza now. The real estate company already advertising beachfront already advertising. in Gaza. They want to call it Nova City. You know... It's ethnic cleansing. It's deliberate ethnic cleansing. It's obvious ethnic cleansing. And all of our governments are supporting it. So how the hell 
Are any of these governments valid? Uh, it's collective punishment. Uh, I don't think the question here is about the right of Israel to defend itself. It's about humanitarian law. And I'm glad you brought it up because that same article talks about everything feasible needing to be done before a hospital is targeted, that the combatants must take precautionary measures, and most importantly, must be proportionate. You know, the WHO head said earlier this week that a child is dying every 10 minutes in Gaza. Six children in the course of, of recording of this program. Is that proportionate? Is that, is that the right response? Gaza is one of the most densely populated places on the planet. There is bombing going on all over the place, including the so-called safe zones where people have been urged. You know, Al-Mawasi at the south of Gaza is where people are being told to go. It's an area the size of London Heathrow Airport. And we think a million people are going into an area with absolutely no infrastructure, absolutely no uh, electricity, little food, no running water, no sanitation. This is not proportionate. This is collective punishment of people who had nothing to do with what happened in Israel on the 7th of October. And worst of all, we're in 2023 and food is being used as a weapon of war. Starvation is being used as a weapon of war. There is, it feels grossly unfair that over 10,000 people, many children, are dying, and our political leaders don't have the moral courage to call for a ceasefire. I just don't understand. Well, we've got selective war crimes now, selective Nuremberg codes, you know, the Geneva Convention, all this sort of stuff. Oh, we only use parts of it. It doesn't apply to Israel. Well, how the hell does that work? You know, all these governments have invalidated themselves, folks, and people are just sitting back and looking at it. I mean, there's a lot of protests, admittedly. There's a lot of people that are out and about that are, you know, I mean, the protests all around the world have been huge. Protests for Gaza. Well, uh, a lot of people speaking out about it. But the protests in Spain have been absolutely huge. So there is a lot of people that are paying attention. But, you know, they're still petitioning their governments instead of shutting their governments down, shutting down the flow of resources to Israel. I mean, honestly, we need to have everybody who knows what's going on, all these countries, they need to form an international coalition and invade Israel and put a stop to the slaughter. Just go in there, UN peacekeepers, coalition troops, whatever... Go in there and stop what's going on. Enough is enough. Stop it. Take aid to the people that are left that have survived. Because they're just, it's a turkey shoot, folks. Like I've said before, it's like shooting fish in a barrel for these people. There's one Israeli guy just taking pot shots at people from a distance, a sniper taking pot shots at people from a distance. No idea who they are, but just doing it because it's fun. I'm going to get that You've been played for fools, guys. You're run by the freaking Jewish media, everything else. So I don't. Oh, well, I can actually understand yeah, unbelievable, why. Unbelievable, folks, and shot off someone's hand. And then later that day, of course, we saw a report. You've been played for fools.
Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I wonder if that was the person by the dumpster that this Israeli terrorist shot. And coward terrorist as well. I mean, he's a sniper. He doesn't even have the balls to look someone in the face when he kills them. He's got to hide off from a distance and snipe. You know, a sniper, especially an Israeli sniper, this is the most cowardly position you could ever have. These are the biggest cowards in the world. I mean, IDF are horrible cowards anyway. They would never stand up in a fair fight against anybody. They go in there with massive amounts of weapons and body armor and tanks and all sorts of stuff, really advanced weapons. They've got the United States there to support them and over them. And so many people flying in from around the world. People that aren't even Israelis just flying in there because they've got a chance to go and kill children. They've got a chance to go and murder with impunity. So they're all jumping at the chance to do it. It shows you the mentality of these people, folks. And this is ethnic cleansing. I mean, it's, it's obvious. So it gives us a huge opportunity to deal with this. I mean, you can't deny it anymore. You can't deny it. No matter what Bibi Netanyahu says. I mean, surely there's a sniper somewhere in Israel who isn't such a coward, who's going to point his gun in the right direction and give some, uh, give some attention to Bibi Netanyahu. He could certainly do with a sniper's bullet. That would be a good thing for the whole world. But are we going to get that? That's the question. This is where the conference is going to be held, folks, in Acapulco. This is the ground here where they set up the stage and everything sort of takes place. A bit of wind out here, though, so there's probably a bit of wind noise in the mic, so I might go back inside. I'm not kind of looking at the mic. I'm using the onboard mic lately, folks, so... I hope the sound's okay. You're probably hearing a bit of foot noise and a bit of this and a bit of that because I don't have my normal microphone set up. I've literally tried everything to get the normal microphones to work. The little road lavaliers that I used to wear, the little mic I had pinned on. I've tried everything. I've tried two different Osmo pockets. I've tried three or four different connections, three different microphones. I still can't get it working. I don't know what's going on. It's like the universe just doesn't want me to use one of those mics. So I'm using the onboard mic again. So I'm just hoping that the sound is okay. But as I said before, like looking at what's going on and people saying, well, if this was genocide, they were going to do it quickly. You've got to understand how they think. And like I said, human bodies are the first resource in any war. You don't just go and bomb the people and throw them away. I mean, they're a valuable resource. You can harvest all their organs, you can harvest their skin, you can harvest their corneas from their eyes. Bone marrow. Bone marrow is worth like 25k a gram, and you can harvest bone marrow from people's bodies, like I think still two weeks after they're dead, you can harvest the marrow from their bones. So there's a lot of reasons why they don't just go in and kill people. They're a valuable resource and they can be used to make lots of money. And, of course, Jewish people seem to have a bit of a focus on money very often. So yeah, that's why they're not doing it. Oh, look at this. This is Kaz. Hi, Kaz. Hello. This is Kaz. She's one of the organisers of Anacapulco. Hey, everybody. And, uh, hey, Max. How are you, brother? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I saw your father-in-law the other day. Yeah. He had a, we had a great conversation. Yes, yeah, good. He's a lovely man. 
So uh, looking good. I mean, the place is coming along. It's still a lot of damage, but it's coming along. So what are your plans for things, Kaz? Well, we are currently just checking everything out, making sure that we've got a proper layout for the event. Uh, this year, we were going to make inside the Hardeen VIP only. Okay. And so we're just checking out to make sure that's still going to work out according to plan. Um, obviously, some things have changed, but overall, <laughs> I think we are all systems go. I've been looking at all of our associated properties this week, so our speaker hotels are okay, our retreat venues okay. So we really, really want to encourage people, please... Buy your tickets now if you plan to come. That helps us to help them to get ready for us. Beautiful the place, Mexico, guys. The better. And, um, you know, just testing the transportation. Um, I was able to fly into Mexico City and got a ride down here. Flights were very expensive into Acapulco. Um, there are flights. There, there are, are flights. Aeromexico, uh, Viva Aerobus. Yeah. And Valeris. Yeah. Uh, but there are there's no immigration office in Acapulco, so if you're coming from out of the country, you do need to lay over in Mexico City first. Yeah. Um, I was able to get tickets for January at a re decently affordable price um, all the way into Acapulco. But for this trip, <laughs> I went straight into Mexico City and drove in because it was just absurd. But yeah. So far, it's looking good. You know, our cool. our people are okay, and they are resilient, and we are really excited to gather and celebrate life nice. and be reborn and rise from the ashes like a phoenix. It's interesting how that was the, the uh, theme of the, the uh, event before all this happened. And that was all Jeff. You know, I, was. I wasn't a huge fan of the theme at first, and I was like, all right, whatever you want, we'll do it. And then after this happened, I was like, you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah. So I think it's really timely and prophetic and yeah. wonderful, actually. Yeah, cool. And this is Santiago. Hey, how are you? He is one of the owners, my dear friend, who lets me come here. And uh, mi casa, su casa, has been amazing. So, yeah, anyway, I'll continue. Good to see you both. All Good right. to see you, brother. Thank you, brother. Look at that, the people you run into. I actually think Jeff's going to show up here today as well, folks. He messaged me before. I actually only see Jeff like two or three times a year. You're talking about Buzzwood. Hola. Buzzwood. How are you, my friend? Hey, Santiago. Si, sí, Santiago. Santiago, Si, gracias. That's the big owner. That's the uh, actual owner of the place. That's Santiago's father-in-law. Lovely, lovely man, folks. But yeah, actually, Jeff messaged me today. I only get to see Jeff maybe two or three times a year because he doesn't actually live in Acapulco. But he messaged me today and he told me he was back in Acapulco and he might even show up here. So you never know, folks. Might get him on the video as well. But what I was saying before, I mean, human bodies are a huge resource. You're not going to just go and bomb places and kill all the people when you can make thousands and thousands of dollars from their organs. Look at the price of a kidney on the black market in the United States, a kidney even on the normal market. Look at the price of a heart, look at the price of so many transplants and so many things that people want. And think about uh, how much money you can make from a healthy body. And that's what they're doing. And these mass graves, you know, leading people out into the fields, terrorizing them, uh, brutalizing women as well. They don't care about women. We've already established they don't care about children. Children are one of their main targets. 
which shows just how sick and twisted these people are. But I mean, that video I showed you before, these are just average Israelis, and you ask them what they think about Palestinians, and they think it's great. Kill as many as you can. It's fun to kill them. Mm -hmm. This is what they deserve. It's unbelievable, folks. And so many Israelis believe that the Palestinians came there and stole their land a hundred years ago. Well, a hundred years ago, the state of Israel didn't exist. A hundred years ago, the place was still controlled by the oil. Well, it was controlled by, by Britain a hundred years ago. It was controlled by the Ottoman Empire before that. But it, it's incredible. I mean, the state of Israel wasn't even formed until 1948. And they use every excuse and every logical fallacy they can think of to try to convince you that, uh, you know, Palestine never existed. And that these are just Arabs who are invading Israel, and they've been invading Israel and attacking Israel. One person said, uh, some Palestinian or some Jew guy, Israeli guy, said that he, for a fact, the, the truth is that, that Palestine has been invading Israel for 125 years. That's what they said. 125 years. I mean, 125 years ago, there was no state of Israel. There was simply the Holy Lands, which have always existed within Palestine. It's incredible, folks. And some of the stuff that I had on the last report of Dr. Lorraine Day talking about how the mistranslation of the word Jew and, and what uh, an Israelite actually was and what a uh, Judahite actually was, what a Judean actually was, these were simply people who worshipped the one God. But nothing to do with uh, genealogy. And even now, I mean, you look at Israel, there's, there's, there's white Jews, there's brown-skinned Jews, there's black Jews, there's Chinese Jews. How is it an ethnicity when there are so many people from so many different races who call themselves Jews? It's pretty obvious, folks, that it's not an ethnicity. It's a religion. It's a faith. And as I said, it's been hijacked because what they say a Jew is, most of the Jews that call themselves Jews don't even believe in God, yet they believe God gave them Israel. It's incredible. Zionists, folks. Yeah, mistranslation of the word Jew. Isn't that interesting, folks, that a mistranslation and a misunderstanding of the word Jew and of the word Israelite, and also of the word Gentile, which is actually translated as nations. And isn't that interesting because they say that a Gentile is someone who worships a whole bunch of pagan gods and not the one true God. And in the same breath, they're saying this is nations. So you think about it, people who worship the state, people who worship man's law over God's law. It's an interesting concept, folks. The Gentiles are the nations, those who are not one with the nation of God. Those who are one with the nation of God are Israelites. And Israelites, the word Israelites, has nothing to do with the counterfeit state of Israel, and it has nothing to do with the Jews who live in Israel who claim they are related to the ancient biblical Israelites, because they're not. It's really an interesting concept, folks, looking at this whole thing and seeing how it's all been done. It's remarkable. And, and again, that's very revealing the fact that Gentiles means nations, and this would indicate that it is those who adhere to man's law over the law of God. These people will never make it to heaven. They'll never make it to where they're supposed to go. They'll never spiritually evolve because they worship the state or the nation rather than God. They can never really find themselves in that sort of a circumstance, folks. And I think that's very telling. You know, Zionism is the real problem. Zionism has 
infected the Jewish faith, it's infected Judaism, it's infected the Judahites, it's infected Israelis, where now the two have almost become one, and to criticise Zionism, you're being called anti-Semitic, when there are literally thousands of Jews around the world, Orthodox Jews, who protest Zionism all the time, say Zionism has nothing to do with their faith, it has in fact hijacked their faith. You know, Zionism is the belief that you can steal a country. Zionism is the belief that you are all superior. Zionism is a malignant mental disorder. It has no place in the mind of a sane individual. It should be classed as a worldwide terrorist network, and all of its members should face charges. They all should be arrested or executed if they've been involved in any terrorist activities. And you'll find that most terror activities that have happened on Earth in the last 50 years, you'll find Israeli fingerprints all over them, folks, the 9-11 attacks, so many things, were not done by who we were told they were done by. It was all done in order to kickstart Israel's war of terror. I mean, 9-11, who benefited from 9-11? Did the Arab world benefit from 9-11? Of course they didn't. The only person that benefited, the only state that benefited from 9-11 is Israel. The United States certainly didn't benefit from it. The United States has been depleted. It's been depleted um, financially, uh, everything. It, it's, its whole heart has been ripped out from the 9-11 attacks and the response that it gave. It killed millions of Iraqis in response to, what, 1,100 people dying or 2,000 people dying in the 9-11 attacks, which again were carried out by Israel. They weren't carried out by Iraq. Even under what they were saying, they were saying that the 9-11 attacks were carried out by Osama bin Laden, Saudi Arabia, and yet they go and bomb Iraq. They go attack Afghanistan, they bomb Iraq. Nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. They just leave Saudi Arabia alone because Saudi Arabia is one of their allies. And with all the damage that they did in Iraq, guess who got the deal to rebuild the place? It was the bin Laden construction company, Osama's dad got the contract to rebuild Iraq after the United States and Israel turned it to ruins. It's all one big scam, folks. It's one big scam. But anyway, I don't know what else to say, folks. I think I'm pretty well done. Like I said before, I think a way to solve this is to invade Israel. People need to really look at what's going on, and they need to go into that state and stop it from doing what it's doing. And that's only going to happen with outside intervention. It's never going to do it its time. Israel's broken more UN objectives, more UN resolutions, committed more war crimes than any other state in the history of the world. Even now, when people are saying, oh, you're committing war crimes, they say, well, what about what Turkey did? And what about what this state did? And what about what... <laughs> Just trying to deflect, well, someone else has done worse than me. They say, what about all the deaths in Sudan? Why aren't you talking about that? Well, we're not talking about it because Sudan doesn't have a wall around the country. It's not a turkey shoot. It's not shooting fish in a barrel. They're not targeting children deliberately the way Israel is doing. That is parasites, these psychopaths in the IDF are doing. <laughs> It's absolutely incredible. You need to sanction Israel, put a wall around Israel, keep the people in there, sanction the place, remove all funding from it, remove all military aid from it, 
sent troops in there to stop them carrying out this genocide of Palestine and hold some sort of a tribunal, something, some sort of an investigation, if we could find some honest people to do it. But this is what people should be doing with all the protests that you're having around the world. Work towards that. Work towards getting your government to not just demand a ceasefire, but to actually go in and create a ceasefire themselves, to go in and stop what the Israelis are doing. You find a lot of militaries around the world, a lot of people around the world would jump at the chance to do this because there's a lot of people who actually care. Millions of people who actually care, folks. You know, we have an opportunity to do this if people can get some focus. A lot of uh, disturbances with a lot of these things as well. I've seen videos of allegedly Palestinian activists, a small group of them, maybe 20 or 30 of them, blocking a road to JFK Airport and stuff. I guarantee these are Jews, folks. This is being done by people who want you to turn against the call for a ceasefire, people who want you to turn against Palestine. There's no way Palestinian activists are going to be blocking off roads and creating public disturbances and defacing statues and writing graffiti on churches and all sorts of stuff like this because this is only going to turn you against their cause. Whoever's doing these things wants to turn you against the Palestinian cause. They want to turn you against the Palestinians. They're trying to portray these people as animals. And all this stuff helps. So just be careful of the propaganda. Be careful of the spin. Be careful of what you're being fed, folks. There's better ways of doing all of these things. You know? And if we can put some focus on our governments because they're actually the source of the problem. That's the source of the support that this Israeli terror campaign is getting. It comes from our governments. And so we have an opportunity to heal that by putting the focus in the right direction. Oh, by the way, Janet Ostebad, the maker of Fall of the Cabal, we've been wondering what happened to her. She's been missing for a few weeks. Her body has actually been found now, folks, and apparently she has committed suicide. Yeah. Apparently there's no suspicious circumstances surrounding her death. There was a video that was put out by her partner. I can't remember the woman's name. But it's trending, it's the top trending video on BitChute at the moment. Trend, top trending for the week, top trending for the month. It's got like 120,000 views in a matter of a couple of hours. Because a lot of people are very interested in what's happened to General Ustabad. So, and I don't think there's any suspicious circumstances in her death. I mean, according to a partner anyway. But that's a very sad thing, folks. It's very sad to see this happen to someone. Very sad when anybody takes their own life. And apparently that's what's happened with Janet Ustabad. Also, a bit of a change on my channel, folks. I got a message from Ray, the CEO of BitChute, and he told me he had identified a handful of bots, like five or six bots, that were trolling my channel and downvoting my videos. You might have noticed like hundreds and hundreds of downvotes on my videos. Some of them got over a thousand downvotes on my videos. And he, he sent me an email. He said, I've located these bots, and they were posting up to 200 downvotes each on my videos. So that explains what all that was about, but he said he's, he's gone in and disabled them, and when he disabled them, it actually changed the vote count back to what it's supposed to be. So I'm looking at some of my past videos from the last few weeks. Some of them that had 1,000 downvotes or 1,200 downvotes have now got like 20. Some of them have got zero. So it just goes to show how much the bot attacks were making a difference, folks. And that's really good. So thank you to Ray for doing that. 
Ray's a very approachable guy, folks. He really is. And, you know, he's done a great job with BitChute. Even though it's a little clunky and stuff, we have problems. But it's because all his bank accounts are frozen. They've tried to lock him out of everything. The way they've done with me, they've kicked me off everything. That's another thing. People have been asking me to have an RSS feed on my website so they can get my podcasts. I don't know how to do it, folks. If you're someone out there who knows me and is close to me or whatever and knows how to set up an RS feed on my website, an RSS feed on my website, I'd love to hear from you so we could do it. But the thing is, I don't actually do podcasts. I mean, I do these videos. I post these videos to BitChute, to uh, Odyssey, now to Rumble as well. I've got a channel on Rumble. The Crow House Official is my channel on Rumble. I post to Odyssey, I post to Rumble, I post to BitChute, and that's pretty much what I do. I mean... There's a guy who runs my Telegram channel, who set the Telegram channel up for me, who actually converts the videos to audio, so you can download audio of the of the, the show in case you, you know, don't have the bandwidth for video. You can just download it and listen. And yeah, that's that's good. But I don't actually do podcasts. I'm banned from everywhere. I'm banned from SoundCloud, from iTunes, from iHeart, from from everywhere, all, all of these audio programs I'm banned from, I'm banned from LinkedIn, banned from Facebook, banned from so many places, I literally don't know how to do podcasts, I've never done a live stream in my life because I don't know how to do it, plus I don't really have the bandwidth at the moment, we still don't have internet on at the house where I live, we're using the landlord's Starlink modem, hooked up to a cell phone, tethered to my big computer, so it's kind of really touch and go at the moment folks but I've had a lot of requests for an RSS feed on my website. If someone wants to work that out for me and help me with that that would be great. I have no clue how to do it so yeah I'll just put that out there and see what comes of it. I think that's about all I've got to say folks. I think that's about all I've got on my on my list. As I said major storms in Australia. Also, there's another guy, there's a channel on BitChute called Reality Tester, and there's a guy called William. Apparently, this guy's got a reasonable sort of a following. Apparently, he posts pretty good videos, and he hasn't posted a video for eight months. He seems to have just kind of vanished. And a lot of people are wondering where he is. A lot of people are concerned about him. If you have any information on William from the Reality Tester channel, or William, if you happen to be watching this, perhaps you could post a comment below the video or something and let people know you're okay. There's a lot of people concerned for this guy. And yeah, and it's good to see people putting it out there and showing concern for other people when they go missing. I would hope that's what they would do should I go missing. And who knows, folks? I mean, there's a lot of hit pieces coming out against me again. I guess I'm making a lot of difference. That's why all the bot attacks had the same spammer back saying, posting like five, six hundred comments comment replies telling people to stop donating to me to send all the donations to this other Australian guy who I won't even bother mentioning but yeah you know there's a lot of this going on people posting my true name everywhere and I told you my real name a few years ago I mean even when I opened the website back in 2007 the Crow House website if you go to the about page I tell you on the about page that Max Egan isn't my given name so it's like I've been trying to hide anything but I think these people are doing this doxing my real name around the place because they want to get me on the radar. They want someone to pick me up going through an airport. You know, I travel a fair bit still, as much as I can. I go to the United States quite often. And I think they want to have 
some sort of a red flag go up at customs. So they're doing what they can to get my real name out there, just in an effort to shut me down. That's just what people do, folks. And again, there's no point posting links to hit piece videos on my channel. I'm just going to delete the comments. And I'm never going to watch the video myself. I've never watched a single hit piece video, folks. I've made a point of it. And I never will. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah. A lot of this sort of stuff's going on, which is sort of nuts, but I guess it goes with the territory. It just gets, you know, it gets frustrating. You've got to waste energy on dealing with all this crap. You know, so many people, they want you to shift your focus from fighting against the machine and speaking out against the machine and speaking out against the system and put your focus on speaking out against them. They want you to get into a tit-for-tat sort of a thing. I think a lot of the time they just want traffic for their channel or whatever as well. So, but yeah, I just don't watch your hit pieces, folks. So there's no point posting hit pieces on my channel. If you're going to make hit pieces, well, off you go and make your hit pieces. I don't care. I honestly don't care what people think about me. I mean, whatever their problem is with me, it's their problem. It's not mine. I just don't participate in all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. But I think that's about all I've got to say, folks. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Oh, one thing, actually, I did see the other day, which I found to be quite interesting. You know how I've often talked about the Well of Souls and how they want to lead us into the mainframe? Um, and, you know, if, if you were in a virtual reality, would you even know you're in a virtual reality? You know, if they'd already done it, if they'd already led us into one of these arenas, would you know? I did an interview the other day on a channel, I can't remember, Divine Mystic or something, um, a guy called Jean-Claude. A lot of flack from that. People saying, why are you going, doing interviews with this guy? He's a cute tart or he supports Trump or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what he does. Yeah, I'm happy to speak to most people, folks, unless I know that they're total government chills that used to collect children for Jimmy Savile or Charlie Ward or someone, you know. But, you know, I'm happy to speak to anybody. But I did a conversation with him the other day and I was talking about the Well of Souls. I was talking about frequencies, how they can harvest our frequency, put it on a mainframe, and what I think a lot of all this is about. And as I've said to you before, I mean, they come along, they give you this swab, they harvest your DNA, they put that on a circuit board. You know, if your consciousness is, is a simply a frequency that exists in the field around you, I mean, the field is electrically charged, everything is electrical. So... You're simply harvesting a frequency from the field that you experience as you. And that's due to an antenna in your body. Well, they come along and they give you this PCR, which harvests that antenna. They can again put that antenna on their circuit board. Then they come along and they give you a jab, an mRNA jab, which alters your DNA. So now suddenly, the antenna in your body's changed and they've got the original antenna. They can now funnel that signal onto their circuit board program it into whatever they want, and then send it back to your body. They basically put a back door into you, into what makes you you, by giving you this PCR and giving you this jab. But what happens if they don't send the signal back to your body? I speculated on that show, I mean, what's happening with the people dropping dead? And I think I've speculated 
about this on, on this show as well, just in, in my ramblings. There's these people that are dropping dead suddenly. Do they actually know that they're dropping dead? Are they simply suddenly finding themselves on a mainframe on a circuit board and they don't know how they got there? Imagine what that would be like. And again, remember in, in uh, biblical stuff, like in Revelation, it says that in the end times there will be people who pray for death, but death will not come. Imagine if they could trap your frequency onto a circuit board. Well, there's a new game that's coming up, a new game demo, and it's a city simulation. It's a city simulation, and someone was doing some experiments with it, and it's a city simulation where all of the NPCs, you can actually talk to them, have conversations with them. And some of the conversations that people are having with these NPCs are particularly revealing. I came across this game the other day just playing around on YouTube, and it's wild. They added AI to the NPCs on this game. And listen to what this dude is telling this guy. I wish I knew a way to get back home. Then he proceeds to tell him that he needs to believe there's a way for him to get back home and out of there. I need to keep believing that I'll find a way out of here and back to my family. He needs to find a way to get back home. He's an AI, a computer program. What's he talking about home? Then he goes on to say he's from Oakwood, Canada. And the guy tells him that he's from Ontario, Canada. Really? Where in Ontario do you live? Do you think you could help me find a way back home? Can you really get a message to my family? What? Please, if there's any way you can help me, I'd be so grateful. Then he goes on to tell the man, beg the man to get a message to his wife, Emily. He even remembers his name. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. It's pretty damn wild for a video game. I mean, the fact that this thing remembers that it's from Oakwood, Canada. He remembers his name. He also, later in the video, states that he has two sons. Watch. I'm hesitant to say too much. But remember, I told you guys, they don't necessarily have to download your consciousness into a clone. They can download you into whatever they want. It could just be part of the game. It would be interesting to play one of these games and uh, ask some deeper questions. Last name, more details. But a lot of folks that took medicinal things that passed away, it depends how much they had in them. Oh my god. Many of the, their bodies are emoting a Bluetooth signal from the grave. Yeah, interesting stuff, folks. And I'm actually going to... I actually downloaded this demo. I'm going to install it on my computer. And I'm going to check it out and have a look. Imagine if that's what they're doing to people. Imagine if they're trapping people within a game. How hard would it be for them to do this? It might seem completely unreal and impossible... But I would suggest that it's not. I would suggest that if they've got that frequency, if they've managed to harvest... Seems things have gone to poo. Get this thing again. Your frequency, harvest your DNA. Then they can channel that frequency to anywhere they want. And perhaps this is what they're doing. And, you know, if you were stuck in a reality like that, 
Yeah, you'd definitely be praying for death, but unfortunately death would not come. You've got to wonder, folks, you've really got to wonder how far this is going on, what this is all about. Even with what they're doing in Palestine and killing all the people in there, I mean, how far is any of this going, folks? What are they really doing with all these souls they're collecting? Seems to be a huge soul harvest that's going on. It really does. I saw Jeff before, just wandering around. I'm trying to find him, and I can't spot him anywhere. Maybe he's actually in the restaurant itself. I don't know, but uh, I did spot him before from my peripheral vision. Remember I said I thought he might be showing up today? Well, yeah, he is. He's here somewhere. As I said, folks, I don't actually see Jeff two or three times a year. People say, oh, they're thick as thieves, hanging around. Max fled Australia to go and hang with a millionaire. Jeff lives seven, eight hours drive from me, folks. He doesn't even live in Acapulco. I catch up with him two or three times a year when he's in the area. And that's about it. So, but he is in the area because it's New Year's Eve in a couple of days. He's been up at his house, in his, his other house where he lives with his family for Christmas and stuff. But he's come down here for New Year's Eve. Plus, I think he's got his house here up for sale anyway, so he probably want to come and check and see how the repairs are really going. It was looking pretty good last time I saw it. There's that Hamas tunnel again, folks. You gotta watch this stuff. Here we go, here, folks. Better be careful, they might come and bomb the secret garden. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll leave it here for now, I think, and I'll go and see if I can find Jeff. If I find Jeff, then I'll maybe film a little bit more. He was here before. And the same thank yous that I always give out to people, folks. Thank you to anybody who sends me kind emails and things. Sorry I don't get to answer them all. I literally have over 8,000 emails in my inbox, folks. It's very, very daunting even opening my inbox. Maybe you could slow down on the emails for a little while. And uh, thank you to anybody who's ever made a contribution to the website. It's truly the only thing that keeps me going. But most of all, thank you to all the people on the front line out there speaking the truth. And by speaking the truth, I'm not saying those people who make hit pieces against other people. Just, honestly, get over yourselves, folks. Your government wants to kill you. And you're worrying about trying to expose other people who are working to expose the government because you disagree with something. Yeah, it's like people calling someone retail. I had someone the other day on the, the video that I posted that had the Dr. Lorraine Day on the start. And they said, this retard needs to learn how to read the Bible or something like that. I mean... Straight away, you call someone a retard because you have a different opinion to them. You have a different belief system to them. This is so stupid, folks. And it plays directly into the hands of the system. We just want to put us all against each other. You know, have us fight a war for them. Have us eliminate each other. Us distrust each other and allow the government to get away with murder, which is what they are doing. Murdering the people in Gaza with bullets and guns and weapons murdering the people of western countries with injections just doing terrible things to everybody folks and you know half the time the problem is us because we're not dealing with it we're just attacking each other which is really just working into their hands and they're playing directly into their hands so yeah you gotta get some focus folks people really do need to get some focus but anyway, thank you to all the people out there on the front line making a difference. 
Again, thank you to anybody who's ever made a contribution. Thank you to the people who send me so many kind emails. Don't forget to come to an Arthur Paul Coe Flux as well. It's going to be great this year. I mean, 10th anniversary. Who knows, it may even be the last year. may even be the last year. I mean, 10 years. And every year, I mean, Jeff loses money on it. He's just doing this to try to wake the world up because, as I said, your government wants to kill you. And it would be better for all of us if people woke up to this and actually did something about it turn their attention to these people and ask them to please explain their actions and if they can't explain their actions then to leave the building and people say oh you tell us to get rid of our governments but we can't well if enough people stand up we can that's the point we don't need violence we don't need violent revolution or anything like that unless they start violence we can respond with counter violence but we don't need that if enough people stand up then the powers that believe they be will have nowhere to go they'll have nothing to do the police will have no comeback against that many people rising up. They won't be able to stand the weight of the people or stand against the weight of the people, folks, if people would just get some focus. And as I said for so many years, the first part, the first step in doing this is to put down all your stuff with other people. Realise that, you know, everybody has a piece of the puzzle. Nobody really knows the truth about so many things. You know, this is why I don't adopt belief systems and argue about stuff and try to push my ideas on people. I mean, I put out my concepts, I put out my thoughts, I put out my ideas. But hey, if I'm wrong, not a problem. I'm happy to move on to something else. I mean, feel free to correct me. But they call me a retard because I think different to you. This just makes you a retard. You know, programming, folks, programming. Learn some communication skills and realise that everybody has value to some degree. Everybody has their own form of value. They might not be as skilled as you. They might not be as good at some things as other people are. But everybody has value as a frequency of consciousness. And everybody's looking for a way out of this matrix. Everybody's looking for someone to love. Everybody's looking for someone to believe in them. Everyone's looking for someone to believe in. Believe in yourself. If you need religion, well, hey, believe in your religious figures if that helps. But you'll find that all of these religious figures told you to believe in yourself as well. So there might be a clue there, folks. You know, if people could just put all their shit down and believe in themselves and grow up and realise that we don't actually have to do what we're told, especially when the people that are telling us what to do have all recently revealed themselves as being war criminals supporting genocide and ethnic cleansing, which means they've all invalidated themselves, well, I think I'll see a way out. But people are too scared. And they're too scared to step into their power. They're too scared of what someone else might say about them. Freaky stuff, folks. So, yeah. But anyway, I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, who knows? I might be back at the end with a little epilogue because I might run into Jeff. If I don't, then I will look forward to speaking to you next time. It will hopefully not be as long. Although it's difficult over this New Year's period, folks. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm in a pretty discombobulated state back at my house. I'm still looking for so many things. There's so much of my stuff has, has been moved and I can't find things that I need. And, you know, it's crazy. When the hurricane happened, one of my housemates moved me out to Mexico City thinking he was doing the right thing. Uh, Mexico City is the last place in the world I ever want to be. And all it really succeeded in doing was costing me the money that I had stashed away to live on for the next year. And misplacing half of my possessions so 
and some stuff is, is broken or missing, it, it's just crazy, but anyway, that scratches across my computer monitor screen and all sorts of things. But anyway, folks, you just got to deal with this stuff, but anyway, if I run into Jeff, I'll be back, otherwise, I will see you next time, please take very good care until then, in the cash. And look out, folks, just as I was walking away, who do I spot but Mr. Berwick? And there he is, right there. Hey, Jeff. How are you, brother? Hey, it's nice seeing you. Good to see you. <laughs> How you doing? Good, good, good. Good to see you. I was you. just saying to people, I just finished the show. I said, I saw Jeff somewhere, but I don't know where he is. So I'm going to finish now. If I come back, there'll be an epilogue if I find him. <laughs> so, and then straight away, I saw you. Yeah, so, that's how it always works. Welcome back to Acapulco, brother. Yeah, same to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been here for a while. But, um, yeah, looking good. I mean, it's still pretty trash, but it's looking good, eh? Oh, it's like, compared to how it looked at the beginning, this is, it looks amazing. Yeah. I'm sure by February it'll look great. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's funny how, uh, you know, neither of us were here for the uh, hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Funny that. You know, Satan class must be so pissed. Because they sent it right <laughs> to your house. Yeah, they yeah. sent it to your house and to the secret garden right behind it. Yeah. Like, he must be like, time the good day. <laughs> what? What? How? He'll be watching these videos with us. He'll be like, what is Max and Jeff walking around the secret garden? I thought you destroyed it. And they'll be like, yeah, we thought we did, but they rebuilt it. Yeah. He'll be like, I. Yeah, funny, huh? Funny. He must be so pissed. Yeah, I think they're pissed at everything. They're doing other things to try to bring it home to us. So, yeah. Here's Lucy, folks. There she is. I don't know, I'm a bit sus with this camera. I still can't get my microphone working. As I was saying before, I can't get the microphone working. I'm still, I'm using the onboard mic, so we just go. It sounds pretty good. Well, I hope so. Yeah. It's, it's been nuts. I, I've tried... Two different Osmo pockets, three different microphones, three different connectors. I don't know. I just gave up. So now I'm using this. Anyway, good to see you, Mr. Berwick. We'll have yeah. to catch up while you're in town. How long are you in town for? Uh, I don't know, but I'll be here for a bit. And uh, obviously I'll be here in February for an Archipoco, February 12th to 16th. And mm -hmm. got events before and afterwards, as you know. And yeah. uh, you'll, you won't be running on the bar this year, so you'll have lots of time I'll have to enjoy lots of time. It. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. A lot of people have been saying, are you going to open the bar? I've actually had people at the house saying, you could open a bar temporarily. And I'm just going, no. No, I couldn't. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's just too much effort. I was exhausted last year. I was basically sick for the whole conference. Yeah. I, I came here twice when I wasn't speaking for like half an hour each. And I was too tired. I had to go home and sleep for the rest of the day. That's so bad. it was just nuts. So, hey, Lucy, you know what it's like, don't you, darling? She's such a cool little dog, folks. She's such a cool little girl. Lucy, Lucy. Right. Well, I'm talking about uh, satanic, uh, child-eating, pedophile Jews. I don't know about you. Well, that sounds normal. <laughs> it sounds like a nice lunchtime topic, you know? Cool. Well, and uh, space aliens, too. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. No worries. All right. <laughs> catch, you, catch you on the rebound, bro. Well, there you go, folks. This is how that works, eh? As I said, I might come back with an epilogue, and there you go. And uh, yeah, do come to Nakapulco. And as, as I've said before, if, you, if you're going to come, you can use my last name, Egan, I-G-A-N, and you will get a 10% discount on your ticket. And it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I can't wait to see what they're actually going to do with the place and the rebuilding of it. It's, uh, it's going to be good, folks. I mean, it's looking good already. There's a lot of stuff here that's back to normal. Some stuff that isn't, of course, but there's a lot of stuff that is. And uh, 
yeah, it's, it's good to see. So. But anyway, folks, I'll leave it there for now. I think that's all I need to talk about. I can't think of any other topics I need to broach. So I'll leave it there. And I will look forward to speaking to you again soon. I'll try to not leave it a week. As I said, it's been very hard. My life is a little discombobulated at the moment. Also, I'm going to be going to Croatia in March. I'm actually doing four or five talks in Croatia. So if you happen to be in Europe and you want to come and catch up, look out for information. You can go to my website at thecrowhouse.com. I've got to update the website so much. Well, he's going to go on about some semantics, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. What a trip. What a trip. <laughs> well, I might end it soon, actually. Um, yeah, I reckon I might end it soon. We'll do a bit of an outro, and um, I think we'll leave it at that. Well, good night all. I hope you got something out of it. Meet the Japillion. <clears throat> if we can get over a little bit of an ad, we might take it out with a song by Sepultura. That's right. A bit of Sepultura. All right, guys. Take care. I'll catch you on the next episode of Strange Days.